Not sure what to expect in 2011. It could be a wonderful year, or it could be a hard year with lots of unpleasant surprises. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze. Beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles. Approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Hi, and welcome to our podcast of December 29, 2010. Um, it is the last podcast of 2010. As I say almost every year, this year has flown by. I cannot believe that 2010 is almost over. And it's been a wonderful year for us. It really We've has. learned a lot. We've had a good life here at the farm. This is our first full year living on the farm, of course. And it's just been a very pleasant year for both of us. I know. And I, as we get older, I guess time does pass more quickly. But maybe it is part of what they say. Time flies when you're having fun. And we have been having fun here. So I'd like to think part of it is that our existence is pleasant. And we thought we might spend some time on today's podcast, since it is the last one of the year 2010, looking ahead at uh, 2011. And I guess before we do, we can look back on 2010. Uh, any surprises for you, other than the fact that it's flown by? <laughs> well, I guess I'm feeling more comfortable here than I thought I would. I thought I might have all kinds of uh, jitters about having left the big city and inconveniences. And I guess, and I've mentioned this before in some podcasts, that I think we've adapted pretty well to a major lifestyle change. So I guess I'm surprised at that. And I guess I will join you in remarking at the speed with which we have become very comfortable with this rhythm. Yeah, and and I could stay comfortable with it. So, And, of course, I'd like to have you know, some physical changes to the space, as we've talked about and we'll talk more about. But other than that, it is a good rhythm. It's a good, it's a good feeling to be here. I guess I always also am intrigued by, when I look back on the year, thinking about all that we have learned. We knew that this was going to be a steep learning curve. But I guess I didn't have a good grasp about just how steep. Yeah, that's that's certainly an understatement. We don't really, we didn't know that much about what we're doing. But thanks to Master Gardener and some of the other, you know, just the reading we do, the conferences we've been to, I think it's it's uh, it's coming along. We're coming along. A little along. bit of trial by fire too. Yeah, that too. We've had to do things just because you have to in order to. Uh, get by in order to survive. So yeah. we've learned to do those kinds of things. That's right. So let's look forward to the next year. What what are our big projects? What are our what are we expecting to happen? And I thought we would focus first on what we expect to be new and different here at the farm, and then maybe take some time to think about beyond the farm in the general culture and economy and society of which we are a part. Uh, some things that you are not, you and I are expecting um, in that okay. area as well. I think that's a, that's a good way to approach it, to start where we are, sort of the bloom where you're planted idea, and, and move out. 
Uh, I guess one thing that's at the top of the list is our orchard expansion that we've talked about a good bit. That's got to be the biggie. Mm -hmm. That's the one that we've identified as the big project for 2011. It involves a great deal of clearing, a great deal of um, trenching and installing drip lines and so forth, plus an ungodly amount of planting that we're looking for doing. Plus, I, I hadn't thought about the fact we've got to mount several trellises, several lines of trellis. So it's yeah. a big deal. It's a big the, deal. The orchard expansion is going to keep us busy throughout most of 2011, I suspect. But it'll be a good thing to, to do. Yeah. Um, and, of course, when springtime comes, and even some of it very early spring, we'll have some planting to do. We actually uh, kind of skipped over this, but we have some areas that aren't involved in the orchard, like the blueberries, that we need to go ahead and do our planting sure before we have a then. dozen blueberries out on the blueberry line now and your plan is to increase that by what 11 10? 11 I think. yeah we we're going to try it keeps growing farmer board I'm trying to squeeze in you know 11. We, we started out with eight i know and then you pushed me to 10 it, it's to okay 12. with me as long as you don't mind driving around a blueberry bush uh i'll be happy with 10 that's fine <laughs> but and we also uh I think wanted to put some more strawberries in. We have asparagus. Sure. It'll be early spring. Uh, but, yeah, we have a number of little projects like that. Oh, longleaf pines. We have those. Well, that's that true. We hope to get out. And, you know, we've never really been able to grow onions. And that's one of the things you and I both would like very much yeah. to be able to do. And we're thinking that's a spring planting. Yeah, that's a spring planting. So we have a lot coming along. And I'm sure we'll talk more and more about that as the time uh Grows, grows closer. I have done. Uh, I've begun ordering some of the seed that we'll need. But uh, actually, a new seed catalog just came yesterday, and I'm busy there with my gardener's porn, pouring over it and getting all <laughs> excited. So we'll see. And and then after that, we'll have the summer planting. Um, and and somewhere in there, we have a house in Birmingham that we desperately need to sell. Okay, now don't slide over that summer planting. Oh, I Let's know. Let's go ahead and take a little time and okay. think about that. We've got. Um, 12 rows on Veg Hill, and we focused mostly on the west half of that for 2010. And our assumption is we'll plant mostly on the east half for 2011. Right. And let most of what's on the west half of Veg Hill uh, be cover crop. Right. So that will that will be that plan. All of it is fully dripped, so you'll have your irrigation no matter which side we are That's right. on. Already in place from the beginning of the season this year, which will make a huge difference. As will being able to focus on planting in early in the season rather than worrying about that deer fence. Right. So we're, we're hopeful that the feel and the rhythm of the spring and summer garden will be um, a little more sedate a little more organized, and we can always hope a little more productive right. <laughs> than it was last year. Yeah, we can always hope. Uh, yeah, yesterday I was um, cutting open some delicata squash to have for supper um, from our, I guess we harvested, what, a couple of months ago from the, the summer garden, and just noting that our delicata squash aren't nice and big like the ones in we the grocery dwarf store. We have delicata <laughs> It's just tiny, and the the statement you made to me is it's hardly worth messing with. A couple of them were. I mean, there there was a good size one or two that I could deal with, but I'm just looking at those and the spaghetti squash and some of the others that consistently, when you go to the grocery store, they're huge, and ours have been small. So I know a lot of it's probably been the nutrition level of the soil. They just haven't 
gotten the nutrients they needed from our lousy soil that we've had tested since then. So we'll hopefully do better on that next we year. We hope that we will get better results because we, each year the soil is going to be more um, hospitable mm -hmm. to the crops we grow. We are being careful to add lots of organic matter and um, nourish the little critters that dwell in the soil. So we're, we're hopeful that it'll get better now. Yeah. All right. You wanted to talk about selling that house, and I sure don't. Want, I want to talk about that too. Well, Let's get it get her done. We have immediate plans to do some additional work there, and this then, is our house in the suburbs that right. where we used to live before we moved to the farm. We still own it, and that's not where we need to be. Right. So we're we're getting on that plan. We have a lot of. Um, uh, new additions to our arsenal, like that tractor that can help clean up the yard there and um, move some boxes out of the basement into some other location, um, yet to be determined, <laughs> but um, and just generally get that ready to sell. And, and that's certainly my top New Year's resolution of 2011, bar none. <laughs> And get it sold. And on those boxes, I'm cool with moving to another location, boxes that contain things we know we will need. <clears throat> what I am not comfortable doing and what I suspect you hope to do is just anything you can't figure out what to do with, you want to move it out I know. somewhere else. I know. And I don't want to play that game. No, we'll try not to. Don't worry. Uh, but anyway, we have that to do. And, of course, then... We talked about this earlier. Drum roll. Uh, we might be begin thinking about our lodge that we hope to build on the property Wouldn't here. Wouldn't it be wonderful if uh, we could actually see ground. our way clear to start that project? Yeah, we just can't wait, really. That, realistically, it's unlikely we will be able to start the lodge in 2011, but it could always happen. It could happen. If everything falls into place. That's right. So... Anyway, I fantasize about that a lot, and we can we can talk more in detail about that as as it gets closer. And we use the lodge as shorthand, but it's really a whole cluster of projects that come with the lodge. Good point. When we start talking about the lodge, we're talking about about eight separate projects. The lodge is the biggest one in the bunch, but it's not the only one. So um, yeah, including it. This came to mind this morning. It includes doing some renovation within our apartment and you might think oh well that apartment's only a year old why would you be doing that it's uh putting some built-ins we do live in a small space and you know just installing furniture arrangement etc in a way that not only is more attractive but compact it's a way that we can maybe more efficiently use our storage and i was reminded of it this morning when we uh, had to install a new printer and it takes over probably about half or more than half of my about little, half your desk my little yeah. desk over there so if we had um the, you know furniture that was more adapted to what we need like I, I need a space to put a big printer but i don't necessarily because i have a laptop need that traditional shaped desk so and anyway we could go on to us uh, and you and i have both looked down our noses and tisk tisked about our neighbors in suburbia who seem to want to make changes to their houses just for the sheer fun of it. When we moved in here, our assumption was it was a temporary place to live Good point, until yeah. we had 
designed and built a house up the hill. So we moved into this place where we are talking now with the assumption it was going to be, uh, we were going to be passing through. Well, I think we should celebrate the fact that we have both learned to love living in this tiny space, and therefore we can afford to spend some money on making it thoroughly livable instead of trying to create a whole new living quarters up the hill. Right. Uh, and I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that reasoning. And, um, you know, some of the furniture that we have in here, since you talked about it being temporary, um, or I thought that it was, we thought, well, we'll just move that furniture to the lodge. Well, and th- we still plan to do that. I don't plan to buy all new furniture for the lodge. So when that, this furniture, like I'm looking at a you know bookcase and a chiffre robe, when that's gone to the lodge, I got to have a place to put my clothes. So rather than buy a new piece of furniture for either the lodge or here, you know, yeah, you spend a you spend a little bit more for something like California Closets. That's a brand name, but you know the uh, the built-ins. But then you can customize it to exactly what your needs are. And you're using the space as efficiently as possible yes. when you do that. So, so, so I'm excited about that. And and I so you're mean, thinking these pieces that I'm looking at, like Shifro bookcase, chairs, table. A lot of them might move up the hill to the lodge. Yeah, they might. They might. And you know, some if they're not what we want to keep, we will we will donate or get rid of. But um, at this point, I like the idea of again making it efficient. Okay. And I didn't mean to get bogged down on that, but it was on top of mind after the the whole printer thing yeah. this morning. Um, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about some ideas beyond the farm, like food, for example. I did. I I guess. The reason that I thought it might be worthwhile for us to visit about that is that you and I are expecting some fairly painful changes to affect the society in general, changes that we don't think our neighbors are expecting. Namely, yeah. um, I think food's going to get more expensive next year. Mm-hmm. It's it's already gotten more expensive. It's going to become more expensive. And the the more challenging development is I think we're going to begin seeing intermittent interruptions in supply mm-hmm. where I, I, you know, I remember this case where if you went to Costco during 2008, they wouldn't let you buy more than one bag of rice. Do you remember that? Yeah, that's been, now that you mention it, I do, but I sort of, and, and I think we'll see more of that kind of thing where, you know, all of a sudden you can't get bread for a day or two, or um, nobody has milk, or eggs are gone, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not that they will; their price will go through the roof, although we will see prices go up. I think there will be more and more of those events where a particular product we are accustomed to getting will be unavailable, for some period of time, mm-hmm. and then we'll be able to get it again. Yeah, yeah. And I think that same phenomenon is likely to affect energy, you know, gasoline, diesel mm-hmm. fuel, that sort of thing, electricity. Those are more likely to get, they're likely to get more expensive, and they're likely to experience sporadic interruptions. And the other thing is just the ability to move from one place to another. It's going to get more expensive. And there will be some times, I suspect, when 
You just can't fly from New York to Los Angeles. You just have to wait. Now, I'm not sure that's going to affect us in 2011, but that will be the case going forward, I suspect. Well, I think I know the answer to this, but why don't you share with us why you think we'll have all these interruptions, these disruptions in our lives? Well, as you and I have discussed here on the podcast, one of the things that we're expecting is that energy is going to get more expensive and less available, and all of these things I'm describing flow from that central mm-hmm. reality. Okay. Uh, oil, gas, diesel fuel, natural gas, propane, all of those are fossil fuels. And to one degree or another, I think they're uh, likely to become more expensive and a little harder to find as time goes on. Can't say whether it's going to come to a head in 2011 or 2015, but at some point we will begin to see that effect affect us. And when it happens, I think it's going to be quite painful. Yeah. Well, I can see that. I know I was glad I had a chance to go see my children in Los Angeles. And if I were to unable to be unable to get a flight to go out there, I would be unhappy about that. Or if you got out there and couldn't get back. Right. Yeah. That's, true. The, that's the sort of thing I'm thinking about. Yeah. Well, um, in the remaining time we have, why don't we talk a little bit about our personal uh, goals for 2011? Well, clearly one of the things that's on our horizon is that in August of next year, 2011, we will be graduating with our Master Gardener designation. And that's Yay, a big deal to both of us. We're excited about that. Yeah, we're going to celebrate. And I thought it might be worthwhile for us to articulate and then follow up on a goal of reaching out in a more intentional way to our neighbors here at the farm. We haven't done that much. No, and we need to. We need to. We need to get to know the people who live around us here and let them get to know us so that we can call on each other in a pinch if we need food or a warm place to stay or some extra firewood or whatever. Yeah, I agree. And we know some of them, but we just have not gotten to know them well. So I think that would make a, a huge difference in our lives and, and hopefully positive uh, ways of, of affecting their lives. I agree. But I, I do hope that um, all of you out there have a wonderful beginning to your 2011. Um, God's blessings on you, and we pray... Uh, God blessings on our nation and our world. And here's wishing that 2011 is a wonderful year for you and those you love. You've been listening to Long Leaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446. Alabama 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log, check in with Lee and Amanda, and talk with other listeners. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.